0: And I have always maintained what they were doing, what we were all doing, was not criminal. Look, when you're in office, you got to do a lot of things sometimes that are not always,
1: in the strictest sense of the law, legal. But you do them because they're in the
2: greater interests of the nation. Right, wait, just so I understand correctly. Are you really saying that in certain situations, the president can decide whether it's in the best interests of the nation and then do
1: something illegal? I'm saying that when the president does it, that means it's not
0: illegal. I'm sorry. That's what I believe.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Is that a perfect? Is that a perfect clip? That's a clip from Frost/Nixon. If you haven't seen the movie, if you didn't live through it in the '70s when uh, Watergate happened. And some of you kids, some of you kids, and if you're under forty, you're a kid uh you know what you just you would be amazed at what a big ruckus was made over over uh you know a little bit of a little bit of pushing your power around, you know uh bugging the Democratic National committee. I was a little kid. I remember watching watching pieces of it when I was homesick from uh, from school one day. Not that I ever called in sick to work or school, but yeah, I was probably in I don't know fourth grade or something. But uh, I remember watching it. My parents were watching it, and I just thought it was boring. But I was watching it, and you know what? All the stuff made up, all the 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 ruckus made over this, and you see what's going on now. And we're gonna talk about the amazing hypocrisy of what goes on in this country and the double standards. We're going to talk about all that today. And uh, and I might talk about real estate stuff for about, I don't know, 30 seconds. So uh, before I do, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, president, Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located Southern California, offices all over the place, uh, serving uh, California and Arizona and uh, coming soon a few other states. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855 640 2020. That's 855 640 2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855 640 2020. If you want to get in touch with me and you don't want to talk on the phone because you're calling from work, you're stealing time from your boss, and uh, you don't want your neighbors to hear your stuff, or you're just, uh, for whatever reason, you just, you're just, maybe you're a millennial and you just don't do, uh, uh, phone until we till we cyber each other uh, go to wccloans.com you hear i see all kinds of mortgage information on for you uh, if you want to apply for apply for a loan or if you want to get some information go to the loan center click apply now put in as much information as you want me to have and let me know how much information you want back then we'll start communicating electronically until you say okay here's my phone number Or I'll call you when you're off work or whatever, however you want to do it. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my teammates. If you'd like to email me first, click on the contact page right here. Here's my email address. Ed Hoffman at WCC loans.com. It's hard to do Ed Hoffman, E D H O F F M A N at WCC Uh, goes to me directly and, uh, and you'll hear back from my team, me or my team. Uh, uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, go to Ed Hoffman.net. Same spelling of Ed Hoffman, uh, Ed Hoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can listen to it on demand anytime. You can also get the main event podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, and you can uh, subscribe for free on iTunes. I don't know about SoundCloud, Don't know how that, not sure how how the SoundCloud thing works, but you can get on demand or you can uh, subscribe on iTunes. It'll download to your device once a week when we upload. You can uh, stay and uh, connect with the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long and like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And don't forget about the main event listener hotline where you can leave me a voicemail. Tell me what you think of the show. You know, I always say uh, you're enti- I'm everybody's entitled to my opinion. And uh, now there's a chance for you to give me yours and uh, you might, and leave me a message at 855 640 2092 if you leave a message, tell me where you listen. Do you listen on podcasts? Do you listen on which station? You listen to because I'm playing on a few stations plus Red State Radio on on online. Let me know where you're hearing me and uh, and eight five five six four zero twenty twenty ninety two. I might just play your message on the show like this one. Hey Ed, your
1: show is one of the best shows on the weekends. In fact, most of the other shows, most of the other radio on Saturday and Sunday is more slated towards paid programming. And yours is actually informative. I gotta tell you I look forward every weekend to uh trying to catch in tune in and catch in on the main event. I usually set my alarm. I check the website, see what time you're gonna be playing and set my alarm so I can change the dial over so I can actually hear something that I can learn from rather than just stuff about vitamins or buying retirement programs all right, thanks, and keep up the good work. Keep doing everything you're doing because you're doing it right. And for Pete's sake, try and get a full-time show because you need one. You do a great job
2: hey you know they're not all as uh, complimentary as that but I thought for the first one I'd just go ahead and make pump myself up so I you know have a little positive stuff I'll play another one on the second half not quite as uh not quite as uh, complimentary as that and uh, you know hey uh, for for you who left that message I appreciate that but I do have a full-time job I'm a mortgage guy and uh, and that's why uh, that's why I don't have a full-time show uh, you know what it might be more fun to do a full time show and do that and do that instead of the mortgage business because the mortgage business is kind of fun, but it's my talent, man. if you need a if you need a mortgage, if you need to refinance, if you need a uh, a reverse mortgage, call me, I'm the best 855-640-2092. and my team is is also second to none. So anyway,, uh, if you need something, call me, but let's talk about what's going on because there's a lot of fun stuff going on this time this uh, week. as you probably know by now, there's a massive fallout for the White House. After the firing of FBI Director James Comey, started on Tuesday when the media report surfaced that there was a memo written by Comey uh, purporting to show the President Trump asking him to end the FBI investigation into Mike Flynn. Comey, who said, said to have documented everything he could remember after the meeting with Trump on February 14th, Valentine's Day, Trump was spending it with Comey? Hmm guess uh, Melania is still in New York Uh, so anyway uh, Trump on February 14th wrote I hope you can I hope you can let this go on his paper well Trump Comey wrote from his notes on what Trump said I hope you can let this go on his paper which is believed to be a quote from the president in regards to FBI investigation of Mike Flynn taken at face value the disclosures about Comey memo appear to provide the clearest sign yet that Trump tried to pressure the FBI and Justice Department over Russia uh said one CNN article but here's the problem we shouldn't take this at face value no media outlet has seen the memo we don't know who the sources are we know that Comey's memo was shared with a small circle of people at FBI and the justice department as reported on the Washington Post so the leak could have come from there but doesn't that matter to that doesn't matter to people like congressman Elijah Cummings who think this is a threat to our democracy in march just a month
0: after the president allegedly pressured Director Comey to drop the Flynn investigation, Chairman Chaffetz and I sent a bipartisan letter to the White House requesting documents relating to General Flynn. But the White House completely refused. The White House is obstructing our investigation, covering up for General Flynn, and refusing to provide not a single document not a single syllable. Zilch. Nothing. Is this what the White House has been hiding since March? Were there conversations or emails within the White House about the president asking Director Comey to drop the Flynn investigation? We don't know.
2: They haven't provided a single document. So uh, so there's Trump. Trump's a businessman. He gets things done. He says, Hey. Can you ease up on this guy? You know he's a good guy, and uh, that's that's obstructing justice. You know, um, so I get pulled over in my Corvette. I got me this uh, Corvette Z06, 650 horsepower. It looks like it's going 150 miles an hour when it's parked. Um, I drive it down the freeway and I get pulled over, and and the cop goes, "I uh, hey, let me see your. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry." I'm sorry, man. I just got this car. It's super fast. It's super cool. I wasn't paying attention. Didn't realize it was going that fast. Can I get off with a Can I get off with a warning this time? At first time, I haven't got a ticket in this car. Am I Am I breaking the law by asking? Because you know what? Every one of you guys has been guilty of that same thing. That's obstructing justice. We're gonna impeach this guy over that. Give me a break. You know what? You guys gotta pay attention to this, cause this is getting stupid. It's getting it it's just ignorant, the Democrats, and it's gonna, it gonna get gets worse. Let me let me continue. We also don't know the sources who leaked the next big development that reports that Trump shared classified information with the Russian foreign minister and ambassador last week in the White House. Here's an excerpt from Washington Post article, and I read one day after dismissing Comey, Trump welcomed foreign, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and Ambassador Sergei Kislyak, a key figure in the early earlier Russian controversies, into the Oval Office. It was during that meeting, officials said, that Trump went off script and began describing details of an Islamic State terrorist threat related to the use of laptop computers on aircraft. For almost anyone in the government, discussing such patterns with an adversary would be illegal. As president... Trump has broad authority to declassify government secrets, making it unlikely that that his disclosures broke the law. So even if that information was classified, these are my words now, the president has the authority to declassify it. But regardless, current National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster says the leaks are inaccurate.
3: There's nothing that the president takes more seriously than the, the security of the American people. The story that came out tonight, as reported, is false. The President and the Foreign Minister reviewed a range of common threats to our two countries, including threats to civil aviation. At no time, at no time, were intelligence sources or methods discussed. And the President did not disclose any military operations that were not already publicly known. Two other senior officials who were present, including the Secretary of State, remember the meeting the same way and have said so. They're on the record. Accounts should outweigh those of an anonymous sources. And I, I was in the room; it didn't happen.
2: How many people could have been in in on that meeting? Okay, so McMaster's in there. Trump was in there. Uh, the two guys from Russia were in there. And they probably had some staff in there. And you know what? If this leaked out, something leaked out about this. How hard would it be to figure out who's talking to the the newspapers? That's the first thing I understand. Why aren't Why aren't we just going to all those people in the room and say, "Show me your, show me your." Your uh give me your iPhones and just look at their, their call log and see that. Um second of all, you know what? We elected a president who's gonna talk so you and you got we're all talking about getting rid of ISIS. He's talking with some head guys at, at uh Russia. He has to have some some uh what's the word I'm looking for? Some leeway, some uh some uh some ability to make a decision on what he wants to talk about and how much he wants to disclose based on how, the, how the, the conversation is going. If we want to get the Russians to work with us and help us defeat ISIS together rather than, than fight us back when we, when we bomb Syria and they've got planes over there. You know what? There's a, way to, there's a way to win a war and a way not to win a war. And guess what? The people in the, in the press aren't the experts. This guy's got generals. He's got Mad Dog Mad Dog Mattis running the the the, the Defense Department. He's got H R McMaster's uh, running uh, running the National Security Agency. He's got a uh, General uh, John uh, what's his Kelly uh, running Homeland Security. We got people that are smart about this stuff advising him, and they're sitting in there, and nobody else had a problem with it, but they're looking for a reason to uh, to call uh, out to, to 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 criticize Trump to to derail his, uh, his agenda, which apparently, from what I, see, what I see, the Democrats are saying, hey, we had our first black president who made all these changes, and he's derailing him." Well, guess what? Your first black president wasn't even an American. You know, you elect a guy who who's grew up in Indonesia, and you wonder why he's doing all this stuff that's derailing what America's about. And that's what we elected Trump for. We elected it because we wanted, we wanted the, 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 the ship turned around. Let's get back to being Americans. Let's get back to working. Let's get back to supporting America first. Let's do some of that stuff. And that's what we elected Trump for. McMaster's elip- uh, elaborated more on this Tuesday when he spoke at the White House daily press briefing. What we
3: don't do is discuss what is and what wasn't classified. What I will tell you is, in the context of that, that, uh, that discussion, what the president discussed with the foreign minister was wholly appropriate to that conversation and is consistent with the routine sharing of information between the president and, and any leaders with whom he's engaged, but was it information and, and
4: the U.S. received from an intelligence partner.
3: I, I'm not going to be the one to confirm, the, the, confirm uh, that, that sort of information that could, that could jeopardize, it are could you jeopardize our security. That
4: the U.S. allies that do have these types of intelligence sharing relationships with the U.S. will stop providing that information. No,
3: I'm not concerned at all. The, the, that conversation was wholly appropriate to the conversation, and I think wholly appropriate what the expectations are of our intelligence partners.
2: I'm completely on Trump's side when he's talking about how the mainstream media treats him like this. You know what? They're questioning everything he does. Well, you know, did he put ketchup on his meatloaf or was it brown gravy? Cause we want to know, cause presidential stuff, oh, doesn't use certain kinds of uh of products on their meatloaf. You know what? Give me a break. It's time to wake up, you know, and if and if you're listening out there and you're a Democrat and you're thinking, oh, Trump's in trouble. We knew this was gonna be the wrong thing. Guess what? You're wrong we continue. So uh, let's listen to, to uh, former Congressman Dennis Kucinich, who, uh, who was a very liberal figure, if you remember him, when he, he ran for president in 2008, uh, and not, not the, the brightest bulb on the tree, from my standpoint, from listening to him talk about America back then. Uh, you might be, be surprised by even what he has to say on this.
3: You have a politicization of the agencies that is resulting in leaks from anonymous unknown people and the intention is to take down a president now this is this is very dangerous to america it's a threat to our republic it constitutes a clear and present danger to our our way of life so we have to be asking what is the motive of these people who's putting these leaks out why doesn't somebody come forward and make a charge and put their name and a reputation behind it instead of uh, attacking through the media and uh, not substantiating their position
2: exactly let's uh hey if you got if you got something to say and you got some information step up to the mic be identified uh we don't uh we don't let someone go on trial and not have an opportunity to cross cross uh cross-examine witnesses against them but we're doing it in the media to trump right now and everybody else in the in the republican party um so in the wake of these developments the justice department appointed robert mueller as special counsel to oversee the russia investigation probe the the decision was made by deputy attorney general rod rosenstein who you might remember uh, hearing about last week when he uh when the Justice Department said that he, had the, he was the person who advised Trump to fire Comey. Mueller is himself as is a former FBI director. He took the job one week before 9-11 in 2001, and he was there for two years till September 2013. Now, why does it matter who the special counsel is? Uh, I can think of a few reasons. Under the Department of Justice regulations, a special counsel has the same authority as the Attorney General of the United States. He can request specific uh, people to work for him rather than waiting for the Department of Justice to assign his his investigative team. And uh, the special counsel can initiate subpoena records and bring criminal charges even against the president. So uh, that's a lot of power. But he's equally important reason we should pay attention. What's equally important is the reason we should pay attention to Mueller. Remember, during the Clinton impeachment trial, we were all fascinated by Ken Starr. Ken Starr is a uh, law professor at uh, at the time he was a uh, uh, Pepperdine University. Uh, I had a chance to listen to him speak uh, several years ago. He was special counsel in that case, and the media wanted to paint him as an evil prosecutor out to get their beloved president. That could be Mueller this time around, but this time the media will love the guy because he's investigating Trump. Unless, of course, he concludes that the president did nothing wrong. Regardless, president's unhappy about the is is unhappy about the appointment. Actually, it seems like a Wednesday night. I think this happened on wednesday wednesday night trump was saying hey i, I welcome the special prosecutor let's get to the bottom of this because i know there's no collusion between the russians and and my my campaign thursday morning he's tweeting with all the legal acts that took place in the clinton campaign and obama administration there was never a special counsel appointed uh this is the single greatest witch hunt in uh, of a politician in american history um People are saying he's flip-flopping, hey, he's going from, you know what, think about it, hey, you know what, uh, I welcome the investigation, let's just get this out on the table, and you know, the next morning he's thinking, you know, he's still human, he's still human, he's going, hey, you know, why did I take this job? You know, I came here to get something done, and all they're doing is trying to stand in my way. So, uh, so Congressman Jason Chaffetz agrees with the president, uh, here he is on the special counsel.
3: I have not seen any evidence of actual collusion. Where is the actual crime that they think they need a special prosecutor to, to prosecute? I, I just, I haven't seen that. There's been a lot of flailing, but that flailing started before January 20th.
2: The good part is that uh, uh, as they uh, appointed the special prosecutor, they're subpoenaing the, 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 um, the memos from Comey regarding uh, the Russian investigation in Trump. They're also subpoenaing the invest the the uh, memos from Comey regarding uh, the Clinton email scandal, the Clinton pay for play scandal, the all the different all the different things. Say, so, hey, if we're gonna investigate, if we're gonna investigate, we're gonna investigate everything. Let's get let's get the corruption out. Let's find out what's going on with the FBI. Let's turn this into a Comey Comey uh, investigation as well. Um, And then there's a different perspective from uh, Fox's Ed Henry, who believes this could be a positive thing for the president. And so if you think back
1: to the Clinton days uh, and Ken Starr, a special counsel, a special prosecutor can start as one thing and become uh, quite another and be very, very difficult for a White House. On the other hand, what is good news for this White House tonight uh, is the fact that the president uh, now perhaps can get back focused on taxes and health care and the other things he was elected to do while a highly regarded special counsel is now focused on the Russia matter. If this president has nothing to worry about here, he will now have a highly respected investigator who will look at this. And if there is nothing there at the end of it, The American people can have confidence that we can finally move
2: on from this. Now, let's put this thing into some perspective. Over the last eight years, we had a Democrat in the White House. And I'm not sure if it's just whether he's a Democrat or the fact that he was a, a black president, because I seem to be hearing more more uh, howling from our black Congress people, and it's like they're they're taking personal offense to anything that's going on in this country, uh, i.e. Elijah Cummings, uh, Maxine Waters, and you just watch the news, you see him. But uh, let's put this in perspective. There's there a few little things that happened over the last eight years that there was never any ruckus over, and that they had to have a special counsel. Let's listen to Sean Hannity give you the list.
1: Let's look at all these Obama administration scandals. No special counsels. Benghazi. The IRS targeting conservatives. The General Services Administration. Their spending scandal. Fast and furious. Hillary Clinton's private email server. We know felonies were committed there. The Clinton Foundation. The pay-to-play scheme. Remember, uranium one, twenty percent going to Vladimir Putin in Russia. Bo Bergdahl. The Iranian prisoner swap. The VA scandal. Loretta Lynch. Bill Clinton on the tarmac. That meeting surveillance rules changes, James Rosen and journalists hacked, Solyndra, the secret service prostitution scandal, unaccompanied minors entering the U.S., Hurricane Sandy funds, healthcare.gov contracts, the threat against President Trump now is real. It is metastasizing into a clear and present danger. It's only going to get worse.
2: In the next couple of minutes, let's try and go down over those some of those things that we're talking about. So, in case you he went through them too fast, you didn't remember some of these things. Benghazi: four Americans killed, countless others affected. Thirteen hours, our uh, our our uh, uh, ex Navy SEALs, former Navy SEALs in in uh, uh, green berets were fighting uh, fighting to to against a terrorist attack against Benghazi. Thirteen hours called for help, nobody responded. Nobody responded. We had military bases within within minutes that could have got there. 13 hours, no response from the American military. No response from their calls for help. And where was Obama that night? Nobody still knows. IRS scandal. Remember the IRS was targeting uh, uh, conservative groups trying to get 501c3 uh, preferred uh, or a uh, nonprofit status. Anything that had, to, had to, any organization that had constitution or conservative in its title got got uh sidelined from being a, a, to keep these people from being able to raise money, raise money before the election of the re-election of uh of uh, of Barack Hussein Obama, and you know if you think about the uh, the the uh, the Nixon impeachment uh, articles started out with violating uh, um, abuse of IRS power uh, was part of his impeachment uh, articles. The Fast and Furious illegal sale of guns to drug dealers. They were trying to track these guns, resulted in the death of a border agent Brian Terry, and as and when the the Congress asked for those papers. President Obama stepped in and signed an executive order telling Eric Holder he didn't have to pro- provide those. And and it resulted in uh, Eric Holder having a uh, contempt of Congress. Hillary's emails, Bo Bergdahl. Remember Bo Bergdahl, that trader that we traded five, uh, five guys for and then uh, the, the seven guys in Guantanamo we traded $400 million for? I'll finish this list up after the break. I'm out of time. Stay tuned. Five minutes of uh, commercials, traffic and weather. We'll be right back with part two. Hi, oh, my name's Sherry. Um man, you have some wicked way of trying to tell the news. I've counted I don't know at least forty five clubs of you trying to talk, and you don't give a very good argument and you can't even speak without flubbing up. it's very it's very irritating. Um you need some skills there on uh, talking. I've done sound for forty years, and um And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Apparently not all of you think I'm uh, uh, as good as other of you you do. But let me remind you, Sherry, uh, I'm a mortgage guy. I'm a real estate guy. I'm a patriot. I'm talking my mind. I'm not reading from a teleprompter. I'm not reading somebody else's words. I'm, ta- I'm talking from my heart. Sometimes I get in the middle of a thought and I pause because I'm thinking of something else that's going on. Guess what? We had a guy who was really smooth and really, really uh, uh, articulate reading a teleprompter in our White House for eight years, and he almost destroyed our whole country and our whole whole economic system. So, uh, hey, I apologize not. Sometimes I'm, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm razor sharp, and sometimes I'm uh, not as razor sharp but uh hey what i'm saying is coming from my heart coming from my brain and uh this is what i think and most most of you out, out there are saying hey you're saying what everybody's thinking thanks for putting it out and for those of you that disagree with it it's cuz you're wrong so uh so we we're talking about the, all the all the um obama obama scandals that never never got the the government to get a special prosecutor. They didn't think it was important enough. They swept him under the rug. Nobody, nobody went down. You know, we got to, you know, one of the things I mentioned before we went on the break of the IRS scandal, remember Lois Lerner, who was in charge of that part of the IRS. She just got let off. She just got let off. You know, they just swept it under the rug. No charges filed, nothing. But apparently from what I've heard, she's had to move like three or four times since she uh, retired because she keeps getting death threats. Um God bless America, you know. Uh so uh, uh and I started started with Bo Bergdahl. Here's the here's the guy who who was a uh, Muslim uh uh sympathizer, walked away walked away off his his uh his base in Afghanistan, left his weapon and his uniforms, went off there and uh spent five years with the Taliban. And uh then we exchanged, we had a big old thing about what a this guy was a prisoner and we traded five five jihadist killers in uh in Guantanamo Bay for to get him back. Now he's on trial for uh for um desertion after we find out the truth. How about the Iranian Iranian prisoner swap? Uh we got that pastor who was over in Iran building a church and two others and we traded a uh, seven civilians that we had of of that were captured from Iran, but turned out they were a cyber terrorist and, and chemist and uh, trying to steal, uh, steal uh, uh, nuclear secrets and stuff from America. When we enter and we also, in addition to those for, uh, for those uh, the pastor and the two other, we also took 14 people from Interpol's most wanted list. I don't know uh, what kind of negotiator, but I don't think it was Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton's play to play using her power in the state department to get donations to the Clinton uh, Foundation. And then the Clinton Foundation is paying paying uh, Taneo Holdings as a con- consulting company, which is Bill and Hillary Clinton. And Uma Abedin. All the same people that are collecting a salary from Taneo Holdings and the State Department and the Clinton Foundation all at the same time. That wasn't uh, worthy of any charges being filed. It would have been if, it, if, if uh, Trump did it. Uh, the VA long wait times, poor conditions, resulted in the deaths of countless veterans. If you remember, a few years ago, I had a, had a guy on my show that actually was a listener came to talk to me, and while we were in transaction to to do a refinance or a reverse mortgage on his house, he was diagnosed with he found out he was misdiagnosed 18 months earlier with state with lung cancer, and he went back for chest pains. To the to the VA in uh, in Victorville and found out that the VA in Loma Linda misdiagnosed him. They saw and there was a spot on his lung 18 months earlier. They didn't see it. He died. That's not a problem. That's not worthy of someone doing an investigation. Loretta Lynch, the Attorney General, meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac of uh, Phoenix airport while while the Justice Department is investigating his wife. That's not a problem. Unmasking of private American citizens for political purpose on uh, on those uh, classified documents. Solyndra, Barack Obama funneling five hundred million dollars to this company run by his brother-in-law, and and I'm sure there's other other country uh, companies as well. And then they filed bankruptcy. They got five hundred million of our taxpayer funds. No one thought that should be investigated. I don't know. Barack Obama went into office with uh, not very much money, uh, not very high net worth. And he came out with twenty six million. Does anybody think that's a problem? I do. No one thought it was uh, uh, serious enough to to investigate Secret Service prostitution scandals. Remember uh, Obama's Secret Service over there uh, hiring prostitutes in Colombia and then not paying them and then they make a big deal out of them. I don't know, Hurricane Sandy relief funds never found their way to New York and New Jersey. Remember the illustrious uh, bear hug between uh, Chris Christie and Barack Obama four days before the re-election that we all kind of have a chip on our shoulder against Chris Christie over? Because that's kind of what uh, let him beat uh, Mitt Romney in the 2012 elections. Remember that? And uh, let's see here. President Obama's proposed 60.4 billion federal funds aid for victims of Hurricane Sandy has been revealed stuff with millions in spending for museums and NASA with portions sent as far as Northeast destruction, uh, uh, destruction as Alaska. Now dubbed the Sandy scam by its critics, only a portion of the federal funding goes directly to the states and victims hardest hit by Superstorm Sandy in New Jersey, New York and Connecticut. Instead of 150 million slated to benefit Alaskan, instead 150 million is slated to benefit Alaskan fisheries. $8 million to Homeland Security and Justice Department. No problem. And new cars, new cars, office and equipment and furniture and mobile x-ray machines for the Justice Department. $41 million for eight military bases, including Guantanamo Bay and Cuba. You know what? He made a big deal on he's helping the people from Hurricane Sandy, but the money never got there. I don't know. It sounds like uh, what happened in Haiti. When just send money for to benefit Haiti, go to ClintonFoundation.com Clinton, uh, and that money never got anywhere. I don't know. Does it sound like a does it sound like a, a two-sided thing here? So uh, Democrats have been wa- have been waiting since January twentieth for something to happen that would justify them seeking Trump's impeachment. So after this week's events, they jumped on the chance. Here's a clip that starts out with the Democratic Congressman Al Green from Texas speaking on the House floor. After him, you'll hear some media people who jumped on the bandwagon as well. Oops, oops, I think that's the wrong Al Green clip. Here's the real one. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the President of the United States of America. Or obstruction of justice. The big
1: question, did President Trump try to block the FBI's Russia investigation, commit an impeachable offense? We keep hearing that I word a lot. Is impeachment now on the table? The ground is completely shifted on Capitol Hill. So yes, you're going to have hearings. I think we know what the summer is going to be. It's going to be the summer of Comey.
0: I was in the next administration, as you know, and I thought I'd, after watching the Clinton impeachment, I thought I'd never see another one. But I think we're in impeachment territory now. Really? for the first time.
2: If this man that we are looking at right now. Now, were the CEO of any Fortune 500 company, the board of directors would have fired him weeks ago. Donald Trump now sits at the threshold of impeachment. I had to say, "Buh buh 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 bu- bu- stuff." You know what? What did he do wrong? We Scott McAfee and I st- uh, sat here in the studio talking about our trip to, uh, to uh, the inauguration uh, the week after the inauguration. And uh, we were there, and him and Maria, me and Don, walked through the streets of Washington, D.C. the day after the inauguration while the pink hats, all the people were protesting against uh, Trump and talking about, impeach Trump? I say, He's been here for 24 hours. What, do you ex- what, what, what are you going to impeach him for, young kids? You know, the amazing the stuff that's going on. The media is full of it. This ought, this ought to get, you, get your blood boiling because it's making my blood boil. And, you know, we need, to do, we, need to, we need to fight back about this because, you know what, half of the country is disengaged. Who's playing now? Is it baseball season? The Dodgers? Hey, are you, are you watching the Dodgers or are you paying attention to what's going on in our country? Are, oh I'm sorry are you watching the Giants or are you paying attention to what's going on in this country? Are you watching the Yankees? okay I have I have my uh, my neighbor's son-in-law and one of our our friends uh Chris Stewart who's the catcher for the Pirates. Am I watching the Pirates? No I might go to a game when they're playing the Dodgers or the Angels or somewhere out here but you know what who cares? It's baseball. I know that's that's making some of you mad, but who cares? It's not important. This country's important. But not everyone is as as gung ho as the people you just heard. Even Elijah Cummings who's uh I am no fan of his, but even he he uh we played the the clip from earlier in the show, but he isn't even there yet. And I can't I can't believe that some of those idiots. I mean, you heard Joe Scarborough. If he was the the president of a Fortune 500 company, how the hell would you know? Have you ever run a company? Do you know how do you know how business works? You know what? Just sh- shut the hell up. You know what? I hope you guys listen to this stuff and and your brain filters out the bs here's uh Here's Elijah Cummings on where he's at as far as impeachment.
0: There was an issue, a question of impeachment. Um, I agree with adam Schiff i I'm, I'm not there I just want to get the information. On the way to get and getting the information, keep in mind this thing started off with 17 intelligence committee com, uh, uh, organizations of the United States government. By the way, that we pay unanimously saying there was interference with our elections. So we're going to learn some things in the process. Will it lead to impeachment? I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know when he says he agrees with Adam Schiff, that doesn't give him any extra credibility. But you know, even he's even he's. Uh, taking a step back, getting his composure and saying, Hey, you know what? I don't know if we're there yet. We're not there yet. He hasn't done anything. What, what could he possibly be impeached for? Um, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything he's done wrong. And, uh, you know, did he say something he, he, that was classified. He can declassify anything he wants, get off of it, get out of the way and let this guy do something. Think about this. Think about this. He's trying to protect our country. He, he comes across with this executive order to do a travel ban and an immigration, uh, some immigration, an executive order that says, hey, we're going to stop letting people in from these six or seven Muslim countries because this is where terrorists are coming from. We're going to put a 90-day ban on it till we can get a hold of how we going to vet these people. How do we sort the bad guys from the good guys out? Let's just stop for 90 days and get a grip on where we are and yet the the judges and these these liberal judges and have stopped it. Why? Because uh, they they want to cry religious freedom. Hey, you know what? The people from the Muslim countries are killing people. You know, we had a guy uh, run his car into a crowd at at a. Uh, in uh, uh Times square in new york city if you've never been to new york city Times square is you got right in the in the square there you got like uh five or six or you know there, there's like a whole bunch of st- of uh of streets that kind of merge together and there's an area where you can't even have cars in there there's a, the the cars all turn turn at one point so you can't go to there you know there's a thing where they sell broadway tickets and there's bleachers and place for where people uh demonstrate and there's there you know it's just a big walking area in there and you could see all the signs and the and the signs go along all bunch of streets in in uh in times square so they, they go forever but right in there this guy runs his car into the crowd and i i say you know what i haven't heard too much about the guy who was driving it but I, I I tweet out: Is this guy gonna be? Are we gonna find out this guy's Muslim or he's an illegal alien? I guarantee once we find out, it's one of those. First they said, well, he was being chased by the cops. No, he wasn't. They got all the surveillance tapes, and you can see him online. He's trying to mow people down. Where do those people come from? How about the people that come from here that do that? Where do they get? You know, when they when they start uh, uh pledging their allegiance to Allah, and uh. Alu uh, Akbar, however, however you say that, uh, you know, their God is good in in, uh, in Arabic. You know what? Trump is trying to protect us, and we're not even letting him do that. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it angers me. It's something more, I like to say something more dramatic, but I can't on the radio, because this is a respectable radio network. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, I did a show last year before the election that focused on the Clinton casualties, the 55 different people rumored to have been murdered after they were determined to have some type of liability to Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, or both. You've heard me plug our listener hotline over the past few weeks, and this show, this Clinton casualty show is the reason why. The day after the show aired, my, my office was flooded with calls from radio listeners who wanted to do a, find out how they could get a copy of the list. Uh, or they just wanted to tell how much they loved the show. So we put we put a link on edhoffman.net called Clinton Casualties. So if you go to edhoffman.net, you can click the link, and there's a the whole list of 55 people that mysteriously died because they had they crossed paths with Bill and Hillary Clinton, Bill or Hillary or both. And uh, we put up we put up the listener hotline so you could give me your thoughts on that because people were giving me their thoughts. Hey, let me have this. Let me have this. So uh, back to the Clinton casualties, one of them, you might remember, oh, you know, and let's talk about this one, one that was brought up earlier this week to me that wasn't on the list, you know, that had never considered it as being a Clinton casualty was uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. Now, John F. Kennedy Jr. in 1999 was the, was the front runner to be the, the Senator from the New York Senator and Hillary Clinton was wanting that spot. One year before, now this was uh, July of 1999, and the election was in 2000. So, so remember, when you're gearing up for an election, you're you're starting like a year and a half early. I think uh, uh, the Donald Trump announced his uh, announced his uh, candidacy in July of uh, of 15 for the 16 election. So, July of 1999, a year and a half before the election, John F. Kennedy and his wife went down in their airplane over the Atlantic is that coincidence? Might be, might be, but you know what? When you hear one thing, you know, maybe it's a coincidence. You hear two things. If you go on Clinton casualties, you'll find out there's 55 people that crossed paths mysteriously became, became liabilities, meaning, Hey, they stepped into something and saw something that was, uh, didn't look right. You know, like an airport in, uh, in little rock, Arkansas, that uh was built and maybe built with government funds and maybe they were the the drug smugglers from South America were using it to land land drugs in here. And maybe there was some things that people witnessed going on there there and uh all of a sudden they mysteriously became uh dead. There's all kinds of details on that at Hoffman.net. So one of them, as you might remember, 27-year-old Democratic National Committee staffer, Seth Rich, whose death was reported on extensively last summer when it happened right before the Democratic National Convention, Rich was shot in the back of the head around 4 a.m. on July 10th in what authorities called a robbery, even though his wallet and his cash were found on him. Hmm. I am killed this guy to rob him, but I forgot to take his money. I forgot to take his wallet, forgot to take his cell phone, and forgot to take his watch. Um, I don't know just doesn't seem logical to me some have said that rich may, may be the whistleblower who, who gave damning information on the democratic national committee to wikileaks specifically they sabotage uh, specifically that they sabotage bernie sanders campaign so no one would stand in hillary's way remember how wikileaks founder julian assange hinted this was the possibility
3: our uh, whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks as a 27 year old uh, works for the dnc who was shot in the back, murdered uh, just two weeks ago uh, for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington.
0: So that was that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, there's no finding. So uh, what are you suggesting? Sort of, what are you suggesting?
3: I'm suggesting that our sources uh, take risks and they are they become concerned uh, to see things occurring. Uh, like that. But was he one uh, of your
0: sources then? I mean, we don't comment on who our sources are. But, but why are, make but the suggestion about a young guy being shot we, in the streets of Washington? Because uh, we have to
3: understand uh, how high the stakes are uh, in the United States.
2: That was back in August. You might remember uh, Seth Rich's parents saying they didn't want people speculating their son was murdered because of his uh, DNC job and they don't like what Assange was insinuating. But this week, there's a new development in the story. I'm reading the report um, from Fox 5 in uh, Washington, D.C. Just two months shy of one-year anniversary of Rich's death, Fox 5 has learned there's a new, new information that could prove these theorists right. Rod Wheeler, a private investigator hired by the Rich family, suggests that there's tangible evidence on Rich's laptop that confirms, confirms he was communicating with WikiLeaks prior to his death. Now, questions have have raised on on why D.C. police have insisted this was a robbery gone bad when it appears to be no evidence to suggest that. Wheeler, a former D.C. police homicide detective, is running running a parallel investigation into Rich's murder. He said he believes there's a cover-up and the police department has been told to back down from the investigation. Wheeler, whose Rich's family no longer works with, elaborated on Hannity this week.
4: I have never seen the emails myself directly. I haven't even seen the computer that Seth Rich used. Here's the problem with all of this. I don't even know where the computer is. I checked with the police department. They said they don't know where the computer is, and the FBI, they say they don't have the computer. Now, where did this information come from in terms of knowing or believing, I should say, that Seth Rich could have been in communications with WikiLeaks? There was a a federal investigator that was involved on the inside of the case a person that's very credible. And I'll tell you, let me just say this, Sean, I don't like to suggest things without saying the person's name, but I can't say the person's name because that person would be thrown under the bus, and I can't do that. But this person, we checked him out, we have to check him out, very credible. He said he laid eyes on the computer and he laid eyes on the case file, and he he came across very credible. When you look at that with the totality of everything else that I found in this Case, it's very consistent for a person with my experience to begin to think, well, perhaps there were some email communications between Seth and WikiLeaks. Every All time right, I it, talk with the police yeah. department, though, Sean, every time I talk to the police department about the WikiLeaks or the emails, it's automatically shut down. That discussion is automatically shut down.
2: You don't think this is peculiar? Oh, this guy ends up dead. Imagine that was your kid. This kid ends up dead and they and they're and they're backing down the investigation. They can't find the computer. That's a pretty primary uh primary piece of evidence. You know what? I'll tell you that our company got got uh, broken into several years ago and somebody came in through the window, came in through the window and stole a laptop in Merino Valley. They took the laptop, they they wiped the the hard drive clean, and they sold it on eBay. It sold to somebody in Florida. Some, somehow about a month later, we got a call from police department saying that, hey, the police department in Florida found the, found the uh, computer, got in touch with this computer. Somebody bought it on eBay. The serial numbers matched the one in Moreno Valley. They got it back to Moreno Valley and they returned the, the laptop to us. I don't know. Seems like it's not that hard to track this stuff. They had the key piece of evidence and they don't know where it is now. They, oh, I don't know where we put it. Maybe I gave it to my daughter to take home. Here's more from Wheeler.
4: If this is just a murder investigation, first of all, why would the FBI be involved? The only reason the FBI will be involved, just so that the viewers understand, is if this has some degree of national exposure, meaning because maybe it is related to the DNC. And we don't know that. We don't know that for sure. It could have been a botched robbery. But my point is this, Sean, and I've been investigating murders for a while, you have to look at every possibility. You can't just look at one thing and say, well, that has to be it
1: have you ever seen a lot of robberies which is how they've been looking into this case where the person has their wallet and their watch after they've been shot and killed in the back no i haven't now that's not to say that that could not
4: happen but here's the thing and this is so important there's been a $125,000 reward out for information pertaining to the death of seth rich not one person has come forward Here's one other thing that's going to be startling, and I'm just going to say this right now. I reached out to the police department way back in March when the family first hired me, right, to get involved. I didn't hear anything from the police department for two to three days. Guess what I learned yesterday from the family of Seth Rich? The, the police department did not call me back because someone, a high-ranking official at the DNC, check this out. A high-ranking official at the DNC, when I called the police department, they got that information and called the Rich family wanting to know why was I snooping around.
2: Yeah, folks, the Democrats are dirty. And that's why they're trying to make all this noise about Trump. They don't want to talk about tax reform. They don't want to talk about jobs. They want to talk about the Russians. They want to talk about all that other BS and uh, divert our attention. Hey, if you got a comment on this, call my toll-free uh, listener hotline, 855-640-2092. If you need a mortgage or some financing, 855-640-2020. My name's Ed Hoffman.